0: Welcome to uh, a little old flashback, school, old school, school. Look at this first time ever podcast of Under the Radar. Uh, this was this was it. It was me and Griggs, and here we are, old school. Yeah, don't go Under back and radar.
1: watch the first ever episode. Oh, we need to bad. take that down. Yeah, we, we, we really know we should. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't even have a
0: haircut that day. My camera yeah. was
1: all, he was all fuzzy
0: and. Uh,
1: I I, I was sitting here with no pants. I mean, it was very embarrassing.
0: (laughs) Please, no. Please, no. (laughs) Uh, This is our Under the Radar podcast. I'm Chad Sherwood. He's David Griggs. And uh, this is our podcast where we review every team that is not in what we consider to be a multi-bid conference. So right. we're not talking about the ACC. We're not talking about where Louisville just picked up a road win. We're not yeah. talking about the SEC where Tennessee just lost. We're yeah. not talking about the Big 12 where Kansas just lost. We're not talking about the American. Where, we're not talking about what other conference, yeah. the Big 10 where Purdue lost. None of that, none of that. Yeah, we,
1: we were talking just before we came on the air about what an amazing week it's going to be. You're not going to want to miss tomorrow's show when we do the bracket because, holy crap, is there much to discuss. But we're discussing none of that tonight, not not one bit of it.
0: Yeah, none of those 10, <laughs> 10 conferences that we consider to be regular multi-bit conferences are covered on this show. Uh, also, yeah. any team that in and of itself is in the top 25 of either of the polls, we also consider not to be under the radar James Madison had been there all year until this week. Yeah. They're back under the radar. Welcome back to JMU. And so everybody in these conferences is a fair game now. They are. And what we actually to do with these shows is start out with what I call a feature conference. Um, and before we go through the rest of them in alphabetical order. And Griggs, last week and the last couple of weeks we were talking, we've been talking up the Big Sky Summit League challenge that that happened over the course of the past week here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: and we talked about one of the neat ways that it worked is they, there was actually a trophy involved for this challenge series, for the conference that wins. And the way yeah. that the, it was scored was not just which conference wins more games, but they had a unique scoring system where if you – for every win at home, your conference gets one point. For every road win, you get one and a half points. Yeah. And if some ha- – and it included 18 men's and 18 women's games.
1: So was, there's, there's 36 games, yeah, 36 with, games. with a total of, of what is that, 54 total points if you went undefeated, if I did the math right. No, no, no that not, would mean... It could be more yeah, even because yeah,
0: yeah. you get one and a half point for the road yeah. win, so I don't even know what the math was. But they had yeah. a couple of tiebreakers. What if it ends up being tied between, after the points are scored, what happens next? They go to the first tiebreaker is total points all games combined... Second tiebreaker is an arm wrestling contest between the two conference commissioners <laughs> at the final four. True story. Yes. We're not making this up.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, well, on the men's side, it was a blowout uh, in terms of overall games. The, uh, this, this big sky took it 11 to seven uh, overall. I'm uh,
1: surprised it was even that close. I didn't I don't, that's, that's, that
0: doesn't include the extra half points, but in terms of just raw wins, okay. yeah, just 11 out of 18 visual. games went to the big sky. However, when we then factor in the women's games and the bonus half points and everything, we ended up with a dead tie 21.5 wow. to 21.5 points. That, that is
1: race. amazing. So we're going to get our arm wrestling match. Uh,
0: unfortunately, there was another tiebreaker before that. No! it was points. And here it is. Here's the final results. Two thousand six hundred fifty four to two thousand five hundred fifty two. We do not get the arm wrestling contest, but congratulations to the Summit League champions of the Big Sky Summit League Challenge. Despite the men's getting trounced eleven to seven.
1: uh you really had to stretch to feature the Summit League. It's normally a league that we love, <laughs> the Dakotas, like the four Dakota schools. It's, it's a championship.
0: It already has a trophy this year.
1: Yeah, sort of. Uh-huh. Well, you, you know, thanks to the women. To the women. Um, it makes it a huge part to the women, honestly. Yeah. So a, a conference that we normally like and that really deserves to get more, um, you, you know, attention than what it does, did a couple things uh, this year. And by a couple, I mean two. I'll mention them both real quick. One is that they put the league behind a paywall, which means even fewer people can watch it. Only people like you and I can see it. Yeah, you got uh, you got to subscribe
0: thing- to the Summit League Network to see any of their – non-televised games uh yeah that was the first thing they did
1: to to to, uh hurt their exposure the second thing they did chad is that they played bad basketball all year long so far
0: that's been the bigger sin of the two i think honestly if you look at this there's one team that's been playing great basketball all season they are ineligible for the postseason it is the st thomas tommies the rest of the conference here uh there's not a winning d1 record in the league uh right uh South Dakota State, we liked a lot, Eddie, this season.
1: Uh, has been really disappointing. Oral Roberts, who has been so good the last couple years, not good this year. But let, let's talk about uh, St. Thomas since we're featuring the league. It's normally a team we don't discuss for the obvious reason uh, of them not being eligible. But as a transitional program, that is a rough uh, experience. Like that's a rough process. Uh, No matter who you are, but we thought it would be exceptionally rough for them because they, they went from three to one, not two to one. I'm talking division three to division one. And it was a five year window, which would make you think that it would take them even longer to get the train on the track and recruit D1 caliber players and be competitive and Chad, you and I have been doing this a while. Uh, Don't go back to when we first started doing this, like we said. But we've been doing this a while, and we've followed some of these transitional programs. And you and I both kind of know the second and third year of the transition is when, oh, man, it gets rough. Uh, This is the third year of a five-year transition. And is this the best transitional program I, I all joking aside, since North Dakota State came up with ten miles and had the wins against Marquette and Wisconsin and had twenty win years, twenty win seasons as a transitional program, is it well, the best one we've seen since we started doing this show?
0: Look on the left side of the screen here. I've got their profile yeah. up. I mean, not that you're going to look at them for an NCAA tournament, but look at the loss column. Only five points they lost to Marquette. Five points they lost yeah. to Cal. Four points their Cal Baptist lost. One point the Cal Poly lost. Only one double-digit loss in, in among their five losses there. That game at Green Bay. Uh, every other game they won, including against a pretty good Portland State team by under-the-radar standards. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and this team, yes, I, I agree with you. This team has has played excellent all season, uh, and I think that this team will go. As we go back to the standings here, I think you're going to see this team at the top of the standings at the end of the season. I, I think I you th- will. They are eligible to play in the Summit League tournament. I, I think you're going to see them cutting down the nut, nets in the Summit League tournament, and you're going to see the loser of that conference title game, or however the uh, the tiebreakers are, are worked there in the Summit League, actually getting the auto bid. It will have, like we had it with Fairleigh Dickinson last year, a team yeah. losing and yet still getting an automatic bid. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. Real, we real we, we know we know bit. we know that 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 worked out awful for FDU in last year's tournament. They were just <laughs> yeah. Uh, boat raced out of the building right uh, right yeah <laughs> uh in the, in the round of
1: 32 they they kind of were yes yeah. yeah, so
0: they were yeah florida had the number in the round of 30 uh but uh you know the the team that I, I think we probably have a two-team race though for the auto bid between south dakota state and denver this year denver is a team that we've mentioned <laughs> a few times every single year it seems we, we seem to want to for years, you and I both were yeah. on the Denver bandwagon of the preseason, yeah. and watched them finish seventh, eighth, ninth place every year. Right,
1: every October for many years in a <laughs> row, you and I were like, "Oh, Denver, they they, they got it going." The pioneers, and uh, they they never got it going. But maybe they do this year. Um, it's been a long NCAA tournament drought. I, I have they. I, I think they've been. But it has uh, not been recently.
0: Uh, no, they have never been to the NCAA They've tournament. never been.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh, I, I think they back in the Sun Belt days, uh, which was a long time ago. I, I think they got to the championship game one year. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of, or maybe yeah. they did. I don't know. But uh, but the Tommy's kind of a good story, not just for the Summit League, but for college basketball under the radar in general to see a transitional team that's coming up from Division three having this kind of success this soon.
0: Right. But here's the upcoming schedule, and the Tommies are hosting South Dakota State, who, like we said, with Denver, the battle. But maybe the battle for the auto bid actually maybe starts a Saturday with with the fascinating South Dakota State at Denver. At game. Denver,
1: yeah, and um, yeah, yeah so a, tune into that one if you if you uh, have the paywall if yeah you're gonna
0: to have to get through the paywall or you yeah. know maybe, maybe if you live in denver maybe on local tv uh so yeah good luck with that but there we go grace we found a way to feature the summit league we always like yes. to feature them once each season and uh but again they won a trophy unfortunately for them this is not the trophy
1: oh that that would be the perfect trophy for the summit league <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh geez okay America East time. Let's go through the rest of these conferences here. Yeah. Where uh, we've got four teams out to one zero starts, We're just getting to conference play. team hasn't even played a game yet. But uh, I think as every, as is every year, this is probably is going to be Vermont's league to. I, win.
1: I think so. I think Lowell might be good enough. I don't think they're as good as Vermont, but they might be good enough to where they're better than everybody else to where they can kind of keep pace with with vermont so there'll be some semblance of a race and then who knows if they really hit everything right they can get them at home or something but uh yeah i i agree with you that vermont is probably the best team and the most likely front runner and the, the the team that's built the best to perhaps contend to win a game in the round of 64. Uh, they're opener at home against a team that we've normally seen on the bottom, but that's much improved this year. And how about Maine kind of hanging in in that game?
0: Maine hanging in that game. I, I, I will tell you though, I was impressed with what Lowell did. I'd been liking what, the way New Hampshire had been playing, heading into conference play. Lowell yeah. went on the road and won at New Hampshire. So that yeah. that was somewhat impressive. Uh you know, that's a good shot, sign from Lowell. Lowell this week is going to be hosting NJIT and UMBC. Uh, sure Vermont will we'll we'll be hosting the same two teams as well. I guess they're travel partners here. I guess
1: right? they are. I did not know that, but I guess at they least are. for
0: At least for the week, they're travel partners. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, New Hampshire at Maine. Uh, that, that's the game I'm going to circle tomorrow night. New Hampshire right, yeah, New Maine. Hampshire.
1: Highlighted game of the week at in the Maine. America's. I I mean, you, you know, given the week, couple days that we've had,
0: well, you 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 don't get further up in the northeast corner of the United States than these two teams. So. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh uh A conference. Oh, oh, oh. Uh where oh. what have we got here? We've got Kennesaw actually picked up Kennesaw and Queens Queens opt, knocked off Florida Gulf Coast this week after Gulf Coast had beaten Florida Atlantic a few weeks back. Yeah. But, and Kennesaw beat Stetson. Uh and Griggs, I gotta tell you here, your Preseason pick to win this league was Eastern Kentucky. They absolutely were atrocious non conference.
1: Uh, They out now
0: to a 2 0 start, though, including the big win last week over Lipscomb at home.
1: Yeah. uh, And I, I was ready to surrender it. At the beginning of the year, I thought it was going to be a two horse race between Lipscomb and Eastern Kentucky. I switched to thinking it was going to be a two horse race between Kennesaw and in Lipscomb. And now Lipscomb loses to Eastern Kentucky, who coincidentally is tied with Kennesaw in the conference standings. But EKU was so disappointing. I I know that that was a nice win for them. And I know like conference play sort of resets it, but they're going to have to do more than that to make me think they're, they're not bad. Um and part of that might be because I had such high expectations for them in November and December, and they just were not good. But uh, I, I still think Lipscomb and Kennesaw are the two best teams that I've seen out of this league. Um, a slight shout out to, uh, y- you know, uh, never uh, to Jacksonville. Uh, I know that they're off to an 0-2 start, but at least they were kind of solid out of conference.
0: Well, well uh, EKU – they get to go. They're on the road this week at Central Arkansas at North Alabama. They if they're four 0 next week, I'm paying attention. I'm paying serious yeah. attention to this team in this conference. Uh, the big game of the week though Friday night, Jacksonville at North Florida. North Florida, huge, yeah. Huge, huge in city rivalry there. Yeah. Uh, it what, what's is. the name of that one?
1: Uh, uh, it, what is the name of that one? I should oh, know the, that.
0: There's a good, there's a good name for that. What? Oh my
1: God, what is it? We got to Oh jeez, Where, where's where's Stelika when you need him? Uh,
0: somebody, somebody gets Stalika here to, uh, to. No, to it has. It's, the it's Stil-
1: not the Battle of the Boulevard. It's not. It's not that cool. But no, it does. Have, uh, this it does, is
0: the this is the River City Rumble, the, by the way. Yeah,
1: the River City Rumble. <laughs> yes. Uh, not sharp today yeah. <laughs> and that, i i can't even convince our audience that that's one of our favorite rivalries it is even though we couldn't remember the name of it
0: yeah <laughs> river city rivalry it's, it's always a good game it should be a good one this this year yeah. uh something to watch friday night there's not yeah. that much action on most friday nights uh big sky this was our champion of the big sky summit league challenge series yeah and weber state now after a two 0 start uh and they're not playing any conference games this week. Actually, with with the uh, their winning for Oral Roberts in the on Saturday in the challenge series, but
1: yeah, they're starting to look like Weber State. If you pull them up, I I, I do think that there's a gap between them and the rest of the league. Uh, I still think Eastern Washington is coming on strong, and I know that not all of the wins have been big, but what what is it? Six in a row, seven in a row now. They're 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 starting to play the way we expected them to uh early in the year and kind of like the way that they did when they won uh was it at saint mary's i think yes but i'm not seeing oh there it is yeah it's right in tier one that's i'm not used to looking up that high on the (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah i don't i agree with you that this weaver state team eastern washington off to a good start i still think montana is going to be heard from before this league season is over uh portland state's the team that's kind of starting to fall apart after they had a good Good start to the season. Yeah, they,
1: they, it, and that was a really good story. We weren't expecting much from them and they were out of the gate and really impressive. But yeah, I, I agree. They're starting to come down to earth a little bit. And, um, Idaho, it's just the emotion from that wazoo opener. They just haven't been able to kind of get their <laughs> legs back under them. Uh,
0: Weaver State at Portland State it is probably the game of the week this week, though. Yeah, if so. Portland State's going to turn things around and get back in this, they're hosting Idaho State Thursday night, then. Uh Weaver's Weaver stay here on Saturday, so uh twoa a weekend. we're gonna be back at that point point see bandwagon next week, i think yeah okay. uh, uh, that
1: w- if they get those two yeah
0: big south conference we uh we saw high point uh, were they down here or they're up big? And then they were up. On, guess, tonight they were yes. up.
1: I don't want to say big. I, to to say they were blowing them out would be overstating it. But they were. At no point did it feel like that they were not in control of that game until I turned it over and then was checking scores and was like, "Holy crap, it's a one point game." I texted you, or you texted me after. Well, we were both texting, and uh, I don't know what happened, but they did hold on the win. Uh, Asheville, of course, the team that we liked coming into the year, especially like their post player, probably the best player in the conference. Um, But High Point has looked the best since the season started. And and that was they did hold on the win. And I think they're the best team in the
0: league. And you're talking Drew Pember there for UNC, by the the way. Um, Yes, but I say I I think we could have. Three, maybe I don't know that Longwood hangs in there, but I think high point Winthrop Asheville, we've got an interesting season ad here in the Big South.
1: Yeah. Winthrop
0: went got a pair of road wins, you know, against the bottom of the conference, but you've got to pick up those road wins that they're never easy to do. They had to right. go to overtime to beat up state, but uh but there they are sitting there at three and now in league play as well. So uh I yeah. kind of like this Winthrop team and uh Actually, we've got Radford at Longwood tomorrow night. Uh, and then, yeah. let's see, there's the rest of the games. Longwood at Asheville
1: could be yeah. kind of interesting. I, I know Longwood had the big out-of-conference record, but, I mean, they didn't. I mean, they were playing some pretty weak competition, but still a team to pay attention to. And if they go to Asheville and win, that, that's a really good win. Right. High point uh, on other, the yeah.
0: other than other than that, next was still a week away, but next week Asheville is at Winthrop. Uh they these may be the two best teams in the conference, uh playing head to head here. Uh so keep an eye on that one. Uh of course high point's still in, in, in that conversation also.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh let's keep reading things rolling along, rolling along to the big west conference where UC Irvine uh did get went two and zero at home uh did not roll in either one of the games they needed overtime to beat UC Davis but here they are at 4-0 and on top of the conference where we thought they would be
1: yeah and again starting to look like the the way that we thought the eaters were after a little bit of a dip and again i think they've won five or six in a row if i'm not mistaken um and sitting I'd at not, 4 right now yeah okay it's at four, okay 4 which is one less than five or six i suppose but uh A big game this week, it's not easy going out to Hawaii. I mean, even when Hawaii is average, they're still really tough to beat at home. Um, And that's well, that's probably the game of the week in the conference. It
0: probably is. Uh, We are still keeping an eye on this Cal State Northridge team. How about a seven-game win streak for the Matadors there? Uh, And they've got some... Fairly easy tests ahead, honestly. Uh, you know, UC, bro, you wrote this at UC Davis this week. UC Davis has had a little bit of life, but not a lot. Um, and, and I can think we got to give a shout out to UC San Diego after a three 0 conference start. Uh, yeah. One of the in their final year of transition for, for yeah, for, final year of transitioning. Tritons.
1: And they've had some good moments. They nearly beat San Diego State. Um, so. Their, their future, I think they're going to step right into it next year. In fact, they're already a D1 caliber team. Uh, Beach, of course, you always got to keep an eye on them. But yeah. I just think Irvine's better, it, it, the better half of the black and blue rivalry.
0: And, and if, you, if you go with uh, Irvine at Hawaii as your game of the week, the second best game of the week, maybe also tomorrow night, Thursday night, Long Beach yeah. at UC San Diego there. Uh, mm-hmm. So keep an eye on that one as well. Uh Keeping things rolling right along here, Coastal Athletic Association, where I think we got, I got to give a huge shout out here to the College of Charleston. Great week with a win oh, yeah. at Hofstra, followed by a win at Stony Brook. A pair of road wins, out to a two and zero start. They now have the best metrics in the conference, and. Yeah. Well, we haven't talked about a ton this year. I think this may be the team to beat in the Coastal at this point,
1: Greg. I, I think it is. And, I mean, they certainly were last year. Um, you, you know, Pat Kelsey has done a phenomenal job there. And, and they're once again strong. That win at Hofstra w- was a really solid win. I think if they can go there and win, they, they can go anywhere in this league and win. It is a little better than it was last year. But, uh that was solid. And Wilmington, a team that we were we were big on at one point, is kind of coming back down the earth. I see you getting their profile there. Uh, ever since beating Kentucky, they, they really have not capitalized on
0: that. Uh, yeah. N- now, 0-2 in conference, a three game yeah. losing streak. Uh, they started off a little bit rough with a pair of road games in conference at all and at Towson, but you got to at least split those, really.
1: You got to at least split them. And if you're talking at large, which you know once when they beat Kentucky we were thinking that we're like this is an experienced team they're one of the older teams not just in the country but in the nation uh they can handle these road games and they didn't in their conference openers but Charleston you start to look the win at Hostra the neutral floor against Liberty who's so-so we'll get to them in a little bit but they're just looking really good they're 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 noticeably better now than they were in some of those earlier season losses.
0: Agreed. Uh, Drexel also after to 3-0 start. Monmouth after 2-0 start. Uh, I think those are more products of their schedules. Than... I, I
1: think so, too. Um,
0: uh, but Charleston this week, uh, they've got a pair of home games. They're hosting Lon and they're hosting Monmouth. So if Monmouth has anything, uh, yeah. maybe that's their game of the week there on Saturday, Monmouth at Charleston.
1: Yeah, it could be. I, I think Charleston wins, though. I agree with you. Uh,
0: yeah. Keep an eye on this Delaware UNC Wilmington Delaware team. I'm still keeping an eye on Wilmington. We're still keeping an eye on, uh, but I, you know, I, they can't let Charleston start running away with this league either. These teams have to yeah. start beating beating Charleston and and finding a <laughs> way to stay keep pace as well. Yeah. Uh, Conference USA. Uh, Oof. Uh, this <laughs> was a league Oof. we we were on the. Liberty bandwagon, here they are on yeah. two in conference. We were on the Louisiana Tech bandwagon, here they are own one in conference. USA. just, I was just starting to get into the Western Kentucky bandwagon and tonight they go, lose a game at Sam Houston.
1: Uh, Which is a head scratcher.
0: <laughs> I guess it was a road game, but yeah. at this point, Liberty lost a home game to Jacksonville State. Louisiana Tech also lost at Sam Houston. Griggs, is it time to get on the Bearcat bandwagon? Let's go Sam Houston. They've just well, been two of the yeah. best teams of the conference in the conference. The, well, the yeah, league.
1: granted they were both at home, but you're right. They they did beat La Tech, and they did beat Western Kentucky, and maybe it is, at least when you just look at league play in and of itself, maybe they are the team. And uh, real kind of disappointing, even teams that looked like they showed signs of life in out-of-conference play uh, have sort of limped at least out of the starting gate of conference play.
0: Yeah, this this conference, you know, we had talked about at-large possibilities. I think those are all completely Yeah, at oh, this yeah. Point. yeah. Uh, We are at a single big conference USA, maybe looking at 13 line, maybe looking at a 14 line if things don't don't go well. Uh, I think so too, yeah. It's, it's just, you know, it's been, a, uh, I, yeah. I don't know what else to say. We do have a very interesting game on Saturday. Jacksonville State's at Western Kentucky, so that that's and then also Liberty at Louisiana Tech. we that would have been a highlight game. It should have been the two undefeated teams and instead could, could be two teams looking for their first conference win if La Tech can't win on Thursday night at middle Tennessee. So
1: Yeah.
0: <sighs> it's very disappointing so far was yeah. happening with the, the conference, you would say, you know, since right. the calendar.
1: Especially so, after this year. Yeah. Last year they had a team in the final four.
0: They they did have a team in the final four <laughs> last year.
1: Teams no yeah. longer
0: in the conference, but yes, they did. Teams no longer in the league, yeah. Uh, Griggs, how about the Horizon League, where uh, oh. where the whole well, what the Fort th- Wayne yeah. story just collapsed in and of itself with back-to-back losses at home to yeah. Wright State, followed by tonight at Youngstown State, and suddenly we have –
1: a seven, log seven, jam. Seven of, teams
0: are the, the tide of the loss column, <laughs> and there they are.
1: In an eighth in Northern Kentucky, right behind that, the, uh, we we are seven games into the year, and eight of the eleven teams are separated by one game, albeit in the loss column. But it's not like it, I mean, no one's played fewer than six, and no one's played. Well, Milwaukee has, but uh, th- that is a log jam. And Purdue Fort Wayne, I, I still like them the most, but God, they did not have it. i they just did not look good at all in their no, last they, game
0: yeah the last two games that they, they faltered and you have been on the penguin fever bandwagon i think i think it might be time to, to get that penguin fever
1: yeah I, it's time to fire up penguin fever again uh, I, but, I, I've, it, I've, I've...
0: but very quietly Oakland, after a rough start in early conference play and they're now in the tie for the lead, league lead as well so i i got to we got to give a shout out there to Great Greg yeah. Campy scene because I think Oakland yeah, – did Greg
1: Campy right and the Grizz, his 29th season with the Grizz on the blacktop. And you had kind of called it coming in. I had totally written them off. But, yeah, since league's play has started, uh, right now they're looking as good as anyone. Well, granted, everyone is looking as good as
0: anyone. <laughs> Everyone's but... <laughs> looking as good as anyone. In and, and, and terms of games to circle, you may want to just circle the entire slate here yeah. because there are – every game is now suddenly important other than, uh, you know, maybe – you know anything that Detroit Mercy is doing? Um, yeah, and
1: Wright State at Youngstown is a really good game. Oakland, a real winnable game at IUPUI to kind of keep themselves in the mix. But uh, yeah, and then how about Youngstown at Oakland next week? Ooh, that's a big one.
0: That that's a big one. Uh, how about Cleveland State Green Bay on Sunday? That's a big one. If you look yeah, at the standings yeah. here, uh, um, I got to give a quick shout out to Detroit Mercy. Uh, oh, how things change when you lose <laughs> the second greatest best scorer in NCAA history. They weren't that
1: good when they had him.
0: <laughs> uh, only team in D1 without a win at all, although there are a few yeah. other teams with, that have only have non-D1 wins. Uh, not a single win on the season and in control of their own destiny, I, I, destiny I'd say, for winning our it's set and work for the worst team in, in D1. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. uh, rough, rough season for Mike Davis' this team. Man. Yes,
1: yes, it really is. Such a nice guy.
0: Uh, over in the Ivy League, I, yeah, uh, we finally got conference play started here. Princeton and Cornell both picked up wins of their conference openers. Uh, and they look like the two teams here, but you know, Yale, Yale picked up the win at Brown. Penn picked up yeah. the win over Dartmouth. Uh, I think the most yeah, the, impressive was was the way Princeton beat Harvard and just blew well, that it, building.
1: That's what I was going to say because this was a Harvard team that had shown signs of being able to play at least and at least having a pulse, and Princeton pounded them. And, and when you start to pull up Princeton, they're finally starting to get a little bit of traction. I see they're they're ranked 47. I can't believe that many teams even got votes in the AP poll at this point in the year, but um, this is a hell of a resume. Uh, their only loss at St. Joe's, a really close game, a really good game. I know I, I mention that game every week. But, you know, the win at Duquesne, the win at Rutgers, the win at Hoster, and the win at Delaware, all away from home. Now, one of the things w- – when you look at four wins like that, I always like to to say ask the question, which would you rather do if you could get a million dollars and you can pick one of the following? Play all four of those on the road and win all four of them – or play a top twenty five team at home uh everybody every coach out there would choose the top twenty five team at home, so while it sort of exists in the aggregate for them to be that consistent against teams that are that good at home, that's a hell of a profile. I just hope the committee knows how to evaluate it correctly
0: uh well, I think if they ro- roll through this ivy league season that they're going to be in the nCAA tournament, I look yeah. at the met- the metrics, especially the resume. Resume-based metrics love them. An SOR of seventeen. Yeah. Well, their Uh, resume
1: is good, and they're because it's a good resume.
0: (laughs) The only one that doesn't like them is the Torvik ranking on the predictive side. It has them at seventy-three, but uh,
1: yeah,
0: I I don't agree with that. I think they are better than seventy. I think they're they're better than that. Uh, The upcoming schedule: they are they'll be hosting Dartmouth in their only game this week, while Cornell hosts Penn. Uh Columbia Yelp right at Harvard yeah, this the entire schedule Monday night here.
1: Yeah, normally we're used to seeing this is normally the last play to get in the or the last conference to get in the league play, but already a few games and then uh on Martin Luther King Day, the the four games there. So, four games there.
0: And then I think we get to two games a week starting next week after yeah. this. Uh mm-hmm. uh over in the metro atlantic uh, i think it's time to give a shout out to st peters there are now I, up oh, to a absolutely. 4-0 conference start with a pair yeah. of home wins this week but but there they are uh, in first place
1: yeah and the peacocks and it, you know again they 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 are off to a 4-0 start and both their wins were at home against sort of the meh part of the conference but they've looked good i, I in you, you, we got to mention Quinnipiac as well, but I, I just haven't been quite as impressed with them as I have been with, with St. Peter's. Um, the team that I liked, and I think that we all liked, that's been kind of a the, a surprise on the uh, in the inverse, is Canisius. What the hell has happened?
0: Canisius, I liked also, I loved, I, my preseason pick at this conference was Ryder, so.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, there they are at the bottom of the screen. They they, <laughs> yeah. they need overtime to beat Canisius uh, for their lone conference win this weekend, so. Uh, still plenty of time for all these teams to make a comeback. Uh, but yeah. looking ahead here, St. Peter's this week uh, is playing at Manhattan, that's their lone game this week. Mm-hmm,
1: and they should win that one.
0: Yeah. They should win. doesn't mean they will yeah, win. No, that one. They will. yeah. Uh, uh, Mid-American Conference, and Griggs, we've been talking for quite a while about how disappointing this conference has been. I'm finally seeing a team that is raising Akron. itself above everybody else in this league that I'm paying some serious attention to. I love the way the Sacred team is playing right now. Yeah. They just beat Bowling Green and won at Ball State this week.
1: Yeah, and two really nice wins, at least by max standards. And you're going to have to point out, they've started to string together wins. I know it's on here. What's their current streak?
0: Three, just three.
1: Three. Okay, it's just three. But I think they've won five out of six. They're, they're starting to resemble the team that we thought they might be coming into the year. And certainly, it was a fool's gold win of the worst way because of what we've already said about South Dakota State. But but they're starting to look good, and their 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 games this week not only are they winnable, it would be ridiculous if they lost either one of those, and then they go into the wagon wheel game after that. We'll get to that later, but I agree with you on Akron, and you start to look at them and you start to look at the rest of the league, and they could still end up with you know twenty four twenty five wins on the year
0: and if you look at this overall profile, four losses by three points to Utah State, who's a tournament yeah, team. Yeah, real good team, yeah. Uh, by one point to the Bonnies, by two points at UNLV, not even at Vegas. Yeah, the U- and yeah. they got pulled off the court by a very good Drake team.
1: Yeah, and Drake was in that tournament. I forget which one. The UNLV game was kind of disappointing. I was so sure they were going to win that, and they didn't. But Vegas is starting to show some signs of life themselves. So this is a sneaky good Akron team, and they might be one of those teams that sort of lays in the weeds and then in the round of 64 wins a game.
0: Yep, and as you said this week they're hosting Buffalo, hosting Western Michigan. They better win both these games. Although Western yeah. Michigan out to a three and conference start for the first time in I a I very, can't. very long time. I, uh, I don't think, think that's gonna hold yeah. up.
1: I, I don't either.
0: Uh to, to actually see all three directional Michigan teams in the top half of the conference standings right now is a complete shock. But yeah. <laughs> again, I don't think that will hold up. They should they should slide down. It seems like Ohio U and Ball State and Kent State start moving up here.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, Miac Conference, uh, where we've got NC Central, Delaware State, both out to the two and zero conference starts, including NC Central, very impressive this week. By they were at home, but they blew out Howard, and then they also beat Norfolk State, who had been our pick to win the conference for most of the year so far. So
1: paying that was, attention to
0: NC Central now.
1: Yeah, that was a real shocker because. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I thought Howard and uh, Norfolk were the two best teams in the league. So how do you not say that NC Central is among the best teams in the league when they go out and beat not one, but both of them? Uh, I didn't see that coming. I'm surprised that they did it. I don't know if that's a sign that they can hold on and, 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 you know, finish at the top of the conference. But you you sort of got to like their chances after they go out there and do that. Uh,
0: yeah, they actually get the week off, as does most of the league here. Uh, Maryland East is short Howard on Saturday. Other than that, uh, Norfolk State and Howard are hosting non-D1 games on Martin Luther King Day, uh, and the, yeah. the league will be off until next week. So, uh late week in the MEAC this week.
1: Yeah, real light.
0: So. Uh, oh, but boy. over in the Missouri Valley Conference... Uh,
1: we have news. I, I guess you got it on. Uh, Drake is... is pulling away from indiana state and this will hurt the trees i, I don't want to say that it's game over but when you look at quality wins signature wins the kind of wins that would jump out this would have been a really good road win and assuming they don't come back and win it we, we don't have rocco here he's normally one of our selection committee guessing experts we'll see where they land in our our show bracket tomorrow uh but you're you guess the committee some chad can, can indiana state do it without this win
0: uh, well, this was this was could have been another signature win. It you know um, yeah. actually it would have it would been a quad could, would have been a quad yeah. two on the road. Uh, it may actually be a quad one road road loss because it might be enough to push Drake into that top seventy five. They're at eighty eight coming into the game. Yeah, my problem here is that it's still so early in this conference season, and this is such a tough conference. There are Very so tough. many tough road trips. I don't see them basically running through with only one one or two more losses the rest of the way. I see them fall three or four times. I think they're going to need it to win the MVC tournament, but I might still have them inside the bubble right now, despite that, just because yeah. I like I like what they've done so far. Uh, a, signature, a signature one is really missing at the top of this profile. It, it kind
1: of is. The win at Bradley yeah. is decent. Uh, but, but yeah. that's really it. I, I'm not a believer in Northern Iowa. That might be because I was so big on them coming into the year that I'm just sort of overreacting to the disappointment. But when you are evaluating bubble teams, be it on the committee like we do it, it, it comes up in the discussion, you, you, you know, what jumps out at you at what doesn't. And what jumps out at you about Indiana State's profile, unfortunately, is that nothing much jumps out.
0: Well, I'm gonna tell you something that, that, that is suddenly jumping out to me on this entire conference, Griggs, and that is the Belmont Bruins.
1: Yes, yeah. Belmont
0: crushed. Well, it was at home, but they crushed Drake over the weekend, and Drake now beating up on Indiana State, as we just said. uh, yeah. uh Casey Alexander is doing an amazing job there at Belmont. He's, you know, all he does is win games there, and I think this Belmont team. I don't think it's a two-horse race. I think it's a three-horse race right now in this conference, and I think Belmont Miami. is that third team.
1: Yeah, and Murray State, pitiful out of conference, starting to come to life a little bit themselves.
0: Uh, I, I, I don't know that, that I believe in anything Murray State has done yet. They, they just won tonight at Missouri State. Missouri State is not very good this year. Yeah. They, uh, they won at Evansville. I think Evansville was a team we talked about because they had a bloated record early, but they were not that yeah. good either. Uh, mm mm-hmm um evansville at bradley going on as we speak right now bradley is crushing evansville um, okay <laughs> absolutely blowing them out of the water uh belmont at indiana state on saturday though is the game A of the week big
1: game after yeah. the
0: game after tonight's game so circle yeah. that game uh watch that game don't watch anything else that day just that <laughs> right one
1: yeah just that one <laughs>
0: uh northeast conference griggs uh one of our favorite Probably One of our favorites. favorite leagues, perhaps even our favorite league here, uh, where Merrimack is after the two and zero start, uh, yep, has a top two hundred net, yep, again at two hundred, but uh, they did take care of Sacred Heart this week, and Sacred Heart had been our preseason pick of the league, so
1: yeah, they uh, had been uh, Sacred Heart a little disappointing, and and again, it's hard to gauge much out of conference, and it was only the second conference game, but they they didn't win it, and I think after. I think coming in the league play, we were all more, more all in on Merrimack than we were on anybody else. Uh, our colleague Lee Delvecchio likes Central Connecticut, but that's because he's crazy. Uh, I, I was kind of big on Fairleigh Dickinson at one point. I'm really not now, not not at all. Really, I I, I don't. I haven't seen anyone that I like as much as Merrimack.
0: I, I agree with you. I think Merrimack, and this year they are eligible. Yeah. Uh, they uh, the, and they. They can go to the NCAA tournament, and I think they will be. This week, they're at LeMoyne and at Central Connecticut. So those are their two games. Uh, uh, pick up a couple of road wins perhaps this week and really establish themselves at the top of the conference. Yeah. Uh, Ohio Valley Conference, Morehead State, Griggs, I know it was a pair of home games. They looked yeah. really good this week, though, beating Tennessee Tech and Tennessee State. And yeah, I I know Western Illinois is three zero, and they've had some life. I know a couple of teams have had a little bit of life here, but I day this board state team is poised to run away with this conference.
1: They are, and it shows. If you watch the games, even out of conference, it looked it looked the best. They they lost their road by games, uh, and but they.
0: By one in did, Indiana, come on.
1: Yeah, by one in Indiana. Those were the only games that they did lose, though, was those four road by games. And when you look at the net and you look at the overall average record and you look at the strength of record and, and these – look at the strength of record. My God, they're 77th. Nobody else really in the top 200 except for Western Illinois, who's barely in it. There, there seems to be a chasm between them and the rest of the league, does there not?
0: Uh, there really is now. They go on the road this week pair of winnable road games at Eastern Illinois and at Edwardsville, but I think the Edwardsville game is a national TV game Saturday also. If you want to take a chance <laughs> to see them on your TV screen, yeah. uh, ESPNU or something like that while well, there's 300 other games on. But, uh, but you know, uh, they go 2-0 this week. It may be all over for this conference. Uh, Western Illinois yeah. has to go to Tennessee Martin, by the way, on Thursday. What may be the battle for second place in this league here, actually? Yeah,
1: in Morehead State uh, playing for seeding in the NCAA tournament, I think 14-15 is where they would end up. Maybe a 14 if they if they run the table. Uh, Everyone you, else uh, would play yeah, for this,
0: this is probably a 14-seed profile at, at at this point. Uh, yeah. uh, if, if they hold serve here and they do what we expect them to do, uh, conference yeah. play.
1: But uh, to get to the 14, it, it, and we're going to say the same about McNeese here in a minute, they can't lose more than one. <laughs> they got to blow through this.
0: You want to talk talk about teams losing? Maybe talk mm-hmm. about teams winning, Griggs. Just a week and a half ago, among the groups of teams that had not yet picked up a D1 win was the Lafayette Leopards. They were 0 and 12 against D1 competition. Yeah. Not only are they now up to three and 12 versus D1, it included a win at BU, and more notably tonight, a win. At Colgate in the Patriot League, here Lafayette has gone from the bottom of the league at a joke to suddenly—is this could this team actually dethrone Colgate out of the Patriot League uh, championship this year? Well, I I, 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 would have thought you were crazy if I'd if if you mentioned that I, I would a have week said and a half are, ago.
1: I will say that as surprising as what we've seen with the highly ranked teams losing the unranked teams. This was infinitely more shocking. This is probably the biggest surprise of the week, and that's not hyperbole. I I just can't believe it. And and to to give you an idea, when you look at the two nets, look at how far apart they are. They're they're over 200 spots apart. It won't be the biggest upset of the year, but it'll be in the top five, wouldn't you think, as far far in terms of how far apart the teams are at the end of the year. I I cannot believe – at the, end, at the end
0: of the year, I don't know because this Colgate team has not been the Colgate team we've seen in past years. They lost a lot of non conference games.
1: Tonight they weren't.
0: They lost a lot of non conference games that they would have won in prior years, also. And yeah. uh, they've got a couple of quad four losses in there and, and the like, and quad three losses. And uh, You know, I, I just hadn't seen anybody else in this conference that had showed me anything that made me believe that they could win the league. I may actually be a believer in this Lafayette team. Believe, unbelievably, from zero and twelve. What, what is
1: unbelievable? Like they still—that—that that is on. But well, yeah, they beat Colgate and they're three and zero. I mean, when you look at the league in a vacuum, how how can you not say that? I just can't. I guess I cannot wrap my brain around. This.
0: <laughs> they host Navy and they go to Holy Cross. If they're sitting there five and zero next week, Griggs, you're joining me on the Lafayette bandwagon. Yeah uh i'm there uh you know if you're a bracketologist and you choose he's based on who's in first place in the conference you're putting lafayette in your field this week yeah. Go to Dayton. they're at the bottom of the field they are number 68 they're, uh,
1: they're one of the lowest ranked teams that would ever get in but if they win the league that rankings those metrics are going to improve
0: yes they'll improve greatly uh yeah. uh over in the socon uh Western Carolina, Sanford, UNC, Greensboro, all off to undefeated starts in early conference play here.
1: Uh, yeah. Bucky ball. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, Sanford. Are only you a believer
1: it, yet? Are you a believer yet? Uh, you
0: know what? I'm there with you. I like this Sanford team. I mean, I don't think there's – even though they're a top 100 net, I don't think there's any path to an at-large bid here. Oh, no. I, but, I mean – By any means. Maybe but, if
1: they went out. that You're talking a crazy record if they do that. But, yeah. But, oh.
0: but I, I think I think we're set up for a great battle though because I think Western Carolina is right there. I think UNC yeah. Greensboro is right there. Furman disappointing loss at at Chattanooga. They got blown out on Saturday night, but I still think they get back in this. And don't don't discount Chattanooga. They they, they always they always win on on half quarter, half court buzzer right. beaters in, in the conference tournament. So why not? <laughs>
1: Yeah, Western Carolina, a really impressive record, and Sanford, despite really weak uh, strengths of schedules, but it, it's crazy that we're talking about the Catamounts and Sanford is being at the top of the SoCon. I mean, it's bizarro world.
0: Uh, it, it really is. Uh, Western Carolina, Sanford, next and, Wednesday night, probably going to be our under the radar game of the game of the night. Yeah. Uh that that could Green be the throw. battle for the.
1: Yeah, Greensboro going to Sanford tomorrow. Uh I, I just yeah, hope China that this yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I just hope that the students and the, the community, I think they are, they're kind of starting to get behind this team.
0: Yeah, um, Sanford. You've got a pair of home games, you've got the Greensboro game, you got a VMI game before you go to Western Carolina. So uh come on out and support this this team here yeah. if if you live down in Birmingham.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Southland conference time. Uh and McNeese State did exactly y- what they were required to do they got they struggled a little bit on the road at commerce but they found a yeah. way to win they struggled a little bit at northwestern state but they found a way to win and i think they're just going to keep doing that again and again and again as we pull up the schedule here throughout the rest of this conference season
1: yeah it, they really did struggle against northwestern state in particular I, I they they finally got control in the last minute or two but uh Can you, and when you say this, and maybe this is true for some of the other teams in this situation, like a Moorhead State, like a Colgate, or at least what we thought from Colgate, do you get to a point where you sort of get bored with your season and you're just ready for March because they are essentially playing bye games the rest of the year? The, 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 and, that's the problem here, and, and you know they've yeah. got to
0: find a way, especially... Now, they should be able to get up at home this week. They've got a pair of home games, but you've got to have to make sure you're up for the game at Incarnate Ward, the, up for the game at Corpus Christi, up for the games yeah. at Southeastern Louisiana, and Lamar, and Nichols, and New Orleans as we go through the season.
1: Yeah, because this is a McNeese team. Again, I, I think that their ceiling's a little bit higher than Moorhead's just because of the Michigan win. I'm thinking... I, I don't know, and again, if they run the table, and they probably will, where are they on the seed list? Are they 12? Oh, oh, oh,
0: oh I I think there's a, there's a real shot at the 12 line for, with this yeah. team, as uh, if, if they don't lose again.
1: Um, and they shouldn't. They, mean, there, may so a, there,
0: there may be a shot at the 11 line, and it, he, the idea being here that this team would be inside the bubble. However, yeah. if they need a bid... They're going to have suffered – because they host the conference, they're going to have suffered a very bad loss at home, at which home, may be yeah. enough to knock them outside knock the bubble. Knock them out of the
1: bubble, yeah. Because
0: you're going to throw a Tier 4 loss in there.
1: Right, and this is a team that's just so much better than the rest of this league, uh, and they should run the table.
0: They, they, they really should. Uh, we mentioned this week they're hosting Southeastern Louisiana and Lamar, and yeah. I don't know that there's anything else to pay attention to in this conference
1: uh, the yeah. only thing to
0: pay attention to do as we go through the conference play is going to be who finishes in second place and gets the double buy into the conference semifinals opposite yeah. uh, McNeese, and probably gets to play McNeese in the championship game. Right. Uh, Swack time. Uh Look and at
1: Southern. There, there. Is, there
0: is that southern team that you know they got the best net by far in this conference they're off to the 2-0 start a nice win over texas southern and over prairie view at home to start conference play mm-hmm. uh you know still three couple games under 500 against d1 play but that's a lot better than anybody else in the conference
1: yeah and um i i i have officially decided that uh I, this may not be Grambling's here. I, I was pumping them up in the preseason.
0: Hey, hey, they—they—they be Prairie View this week. They—they're yeah. one and one uh,
1: for their first D one win.
0: All you got to do is make the final eight and make the SWAC tournament too. We saw it; as the eight seed Texas Southern won the conference tournament last year. So
1: yeah, they did.
0: Uh, Southern, as far as this week's schedule goes, they are at—they got the Florida road trip. That's the toughest road trip of the of conference play. The and Bethune Cookman.
1: Yeah, they should still be able to win both of those. <laughs> uh, uh, Cookman is not terrible, but yeah, they should win both of those. <laughs>
0: uh, over in the Sun Belt, where all teams are game to be discussed, and <laughs> yeah. way down there in third place, you can find James Madison who's still getting some votes in the in the polls. Uh, but J- but yeah. the big upset was James Madison after a very nice road win at Louisiana. Well, it goes to Southern Miss and 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 comes up short by double digits.
1: Yeah, so talking about this start to the league, Southern Miss was our preseason or my preseason pick to win the league. And while they've been disappointing, they were still really talented. And when a talented team gets a showcase game like that, sometimes that brings them together. And for one day, they look the way that you thought that they were. This was a rough, rough opening to the conference. Coming in the conference play, it was what are the three games that JMU might lose? That would have been two of the three I picked. They split them. This is still a good team, and I know that I'm, I'm the inverse of what I've been saying all along. Like, well, let's not overvalue them. Let's not get carried away. Well, let's not undervalue them and throw them under the bus for losing a game that really was hard to win, After they won another game, that was also hard to win. When you look at the rest of this schedule, until they go to App State, they, sh- they they might win all the rest other than the App State road game. Yeah,
0: they've got App State at home, though, coming up this week. So that is a game worth circling. Uh, yeah. You know, four straight home games now. Uh, very strange schedule. You see at the end of the season, they will finish conference play with four straight road games, which is not easy to do.
1: Yeah. The uh, league office, uh, They that's odd that they would have a team play its last four games on the road.
0: Uh but, again, they get the, they do have the same number of home and road conference games. It's just they do, It's yeah. scheduled strange. Uh, the game of the week, though, in the conference is Saturday's App State at James Madison game. Uh, I don't really know. There's much else worth circling. There, there is. I know yeah. that Marshall and Troy are both out to undefeated starts. I don't expect those to last very much longer. Southern Miss Troy maybe on Saturday. Yeah, keep an eye on yeah. that one. Right. Uh, Western Athletic Conference and – It's still the Lopes. Lopes. They keep winning 11 games in a row now. Here they are, only the one loss of the season to South Carolina and a stretch of three straight winnable home games coming up.
1: Uh, Yeah, and they should win all three of them. Uh, They're virtually by games. Grand Canyon... I think they're going to get into the rankings. I don't think they're one of the 25 best teams, but I do think they'll crack the rankings, and I absolutely think they're one of the 40 best teams. They belong inside the bubble. I think they'll be inside the bubble, and I think they'll they'll blow through their next three home games before going back out on the road to a Seattle team that's good at home. That That might not be an easy game to win.
0: Yeah, that that's game to circle, although for this week, do keep an eye on Saturday's Tarleton Grand Canyon game. If both Tarleton and Grand Canyon can win tomorrow night, Tarleton on the road at California Baptist, uh, the Lopes at home against Abilene, uh, it be a paddle of teams, two teams that are undefeated in conference play, so yeah. do keep an eye on that. Uh, also remember that what you see on the screen here, we'll talk about this more as we get closer and closer to conference tournament play. It may not actually be the seedings in, in the conference tournament, the whack using that resume-based conference seating system that (laughs) that uses ken palm ratings as opposed or variant of ken palm ratings instead of actual conference record to determine the seating of the conference tournament so you could see a team finish above a team and be below them in the conference tournament (laughs) seating. uh
1: because they don't play a balanced conference schedule or it's the whack well of course they're doing crazy things
0: one more team to discuss, and it is the Chicago State Cougars, who now have picked up 8 wins.
1: D1 wins, yeah.
0: Not only 8 D1 wins, they've won at Northwestern, a team that beat Purdue. They, tonight they won at Fairleigh Dickinson. What did Fairleigh Dickinson <laughs> do last year's NCAA tournament? They beat Purdue. They are the best team at beating teams that beat Purdue in the entire nation, Griggs. yeah, I think they are, yeah. <laughs>
1: And, and uh, that's a claim to fame. Uh, next year, they'll be joining the Northeast Conference. Be play, that, that'll insane... be a conference game next year. Yep. Yeah. They've played 23 games already. That's an insane number. They have to because it's so hard for them to get games once conference play gets into a regular set. Um, I, I'm just glad. that I, I think that this program has value, which is crazy to say because for a while they were just a, a joke. Um but I think they have value. I think they'll bring something to the NEC, and I think they'll be able to be competitive. And they're trending up as a program.
0: They are uh, at one game of maybe possibly winnable road game this week at Stetson. So yeah, uh, uh, that's a little game, sole game. But let's uh, let's move to some mythical conferences. All right, the Beehive Conference to begin here. We saw Utah Valley beat Southern Utah. Uh, as a little yeah. conference game, uh, even though Utah still has a 3 0 start, Utah Tech still have three more games to go. Uh, they, they are still in position to steal the conference from from Utah, so it's not yeah. over yet. Uh, Utah State is done with conference play, though, so they're not doing yeah. it right,
1: uh, as is Utah, but yeah.
0: uh, no games this week, though. Yeah, uh, the Front Range Conference, the Front Range. Colorado a real State. Real Mythical Conference. 3 0 uh, start, but it is far from over. They've got a pair of games against the Air Force and a pair of games against Wyoming to go still. So yeah. it's, it's a long way to go in front range. I mean, they play. could
1: win seven front range games.
0: Here it is Tuesday night Air Force at Colorado State. Uh, Woo hoo! Big, big game. Big, rivalry. big game. Colorado State been slipping a little bit lately. They've been struggling some, so they, they need this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about the back range?
1: The back range, yes.
0: Uh, the back range. New Mexico in there two and zero. Arizona average over the states. Looking to play New Mexico State. Uh, got their first win of the season, beating UTEP in the first two games. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, no games this week, though. And finally, our newest conference. It is the what is it, Montana, Idaho, and Eastern Washington group here. Uh, the top range conference. Yeah. Washington Wazoo is still leading the way. Both Montana and Montana State have a shot to catch them, though. Here, if either one can go undefeated,
1: and we've talked about Gonzaga's troubles, you can see that under on the uh, Hoops HD report, largely because of their lack of top range wins.
0: Absolutely huge one this week Saturday, Eastern Washington and Idaho. Yeah, that's a circle that Uh, both teams looking for their first top range victory. Yeah, Uh, top ten last time. Okay. This is our top 10 wrists. Only two of us voted this week, so we got a lot of ties.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come Uh, on, Rocco. You couldn't even. Well, we got to be nice to Rocco. He had a rough Monday.
0: Uh, Honorable mentions uh, teams that you and I thought. Either you did not make both of our top ten lists, or that you know you and I thought were worth at least a mention uh, in the list here. Akron, High Point,
1: Morehead State, and Morehead State? State. Wow, More I don't, State. don't think they've Any... ever been mentioned on this uh, on the show ever. Yeah, I they
0: I They get an honorable mention leading the OVC. Uh, I voted them eleventh on my list. Actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> I always was supposed to vote for 10, but
1: yeah. uh,
0: number 10, we have Drake. Drake uh, with
1: the big win tonight, yeah.
0: Big win tonight, they'll move, they'll move them up. They just, that just went final over Indiana State. A uh, pair of t- t- ties for eighth place between Weber State and Western Carolina, a SoCon team yeah. and a big Sky team.
1: Uh, yeah, and in number- Western Carolina having a really big year, so.
0: Coming in number seven. We've got Sam Samford,
1: Bucky, Buckyball. Buckyball. Moving up the list. We're moving up the list.
0: <laughs> At number six, we have UC Irvine, that team in the Big West that we both – we discussed how much we like them. And mm-hmm. a tie for fourth between Indiana State, who may drop just now.
1: lost. would probably drop. And we would probably have McNeese in, in sole possession. possession of yeah. – <laughs>
0: A tie also for second between Princeton, the Tigers. They've been in second place for a while now. They are now tied for second, though, with... Welcome James to Matt. the Under the Radar Top 10 for the first time this season, James Madison.
1: Yeah, debuting at number three. That's pretty high. Uh, de- debut. de-
0: debuting tied for second. At least,
1: oh, tied after. for second, yeah.
0: And the number one team for th- been quite a few weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. Not a surprise. Grand Canyon, even with yeah. James Madison's loss uh, and... Entry into the poll, still above them, Lopes' number one team.
1: Yeah. Griggs,
0: uh, any final thoughts on the show?
1: Uh it was uh, again. It was kind of weird doing it old school. Uh, we need Rocco back. I don't like talking to you.
0: Uh, uh, we got done quickly though. <laughs> yeah, we did get done, done kind of quickly. Uh, well, on that note, then, on behalf of David Griggs, on behalf of my cat that just jumped in the box. Yeah. Into a box behind me there. Get out of there. (laughs) I'm Chad Sherwood. Thanks for joining us. And we will talk to you again. I shall be back tomorrow night with our bracket rundown show. Uh, We'll talk to you then.